Hey there, Formillo, I'm Preston, and you are listening to SideGig, the show about what it really takes to start and run a successful side hustle, even when you're working a 9-to-5 job. You know the hosts of today's episode, there's Ryan, Ian, and me, Preston. We've all built growing side businesses while succeeding at a day job, and in today's episode, we get really honest about some of the biggest challenges you are definitely going to face as you build your side business. We talk about everything from time management to work-life balance to burnout, talking to your boss about your side business, and a lot more. And um, side hustling is 100% worth it, but like most things worth doing, there are definite challenges. But keep in mind, while this episode might focus on challenges, each of us agrees there's nothing more satisfying than building your own business and doing the kind of work you care most about. Show notes for this episode are found at sidegigshow.com slash 2.4, and I'd like to thank this season's sponsor, Find Sidegigs. One challenge we don't discuss much in this episode, but it's definitely a challenge, is keeping your work plate full and constantly finding new clients or projects to work on. With Find Side Gigs, that's no longer a problem. It's a 100% free lead generation service for freelancers and side giggers who are ready to take their business to the next level. Give them a try at sidegigshow.com find, where you can subscribe to the free weekly gig lists. Every week, they'll send you premium jobs you can complete in your free time, boosting your side hustle revenue, and introducing you to clients that can become the lifeblood of your business. One more time, that's sidegigshow.com slash find, where you can sign up 100% free to get started. Oh, and one last thing. Since many of us are celebrating important holidays this time of year, we'll put the show on hold for just a few weeks so you and each of us can focus on our loved ones this holiday season. We'll be back January 3rd with episode 5 from season 2. From Ryan, Ian, myself, and the entire Milo team, happy holidays. Okay, let's hop right into the conversation, and I'll be back afterward for some of my favorite takeaways. On some of the biggest challenges that some of our listeners might face as they either start for the first time a side hustle, or as they strive to, to grow it and make it bigger. I would say probably the most challenging that I uh, thing that I find is you have limited time, so there's only so much that you can do, and um, obviously you need to have a life as well. So, for example, if you are working that nine to five, obviously you need to travel and so on. So, realistically, you probably only got about two hours a day and within the week anyway to actually work on your business. So, for me, I, I think that's probably the, the the biggest thing is just generally that you've only got limited time to do what you want to do. And I I know if you have really big ambitions, uh, that might feel like just not enough time. I don't know what you guys think of that. <laughs> I would agree. Um, I, I think like for me, that's been something that has been, you know, looking back at some of the episodes we've already already done on this show, that's that's a recurring theme for me is like I only am able to get, you know, meaningful work done with on the side when when I actually dedicate the time on my calendar to making it happen. So it's, it's sort of like a, a commitment thing. Um, but I actually have another sort of challenge, I guess you could call it a challenge, that was top of mind for me when you were um, talking about this, Preston, at the start of the show. And it's a little bit esoteric. It's not like a, a super tangible thing. But for me, this has always been a constant challenge. And and I would say, actually, it extends beyond just side hustle and even into like now running my own business. Um, and I would say the challenge is being comfortable or or accepting comfort because what i've found mm. is 
especially with, um, you know, side project work, like you have to be going very far out of your way to, you know, pitch freelance clients to, to get up early, to stay up late and spend the time and do that to get like outside of your comfort zone. And if you remain within your comfort zone, it's easy to just, you know, put off that project work or put off that pitch until the weekend when it feels easier to do, or, you know, maybe next week I'll, I'll be more confident or next week I'll, I'll feel like I'm in a better frame of mind. And looking back through sort of like my history working on side project work, the times when I've like publicly challenged myself to do something like that's, that's outside of my comfort zone, um, telling friends about it or, posting even on like Facebook, like, Hey guys, I'm, I'm trying to launch this thing. Like I could use your support, but more than anything, I'm just doing this as sort of like a declaration to, to basically force myself to deliver on the goals, the plans that I'm, I'm setting for myself. And for me, that's always been something where if, if I can jump outside of my comfort zone and force myself to stay there, I get way better progress on my side stuff i'll i'll just add my opinion to what what you guys have said um so far first of all i think the time thing is a huge issue i agree in when you only have an hour or two a day um i mean it's better than nothing but when you have these grand visions and aspirations of what you want to become or what you want your business to become and you can only put in like an hour or two a day um it, it can be really really hard and, and i think also there's a tendency if you go the extra mile and and I'll come we'll come back around to this later I'm sure if you if you go the extra mile you can also burn out because if you only have an hour a day and and you're like well what if I put in you know 4 hours a day on my side hustle well meanwhile you may have a family you you have a job you may have other responsibilities and so adding more time to your side business can really you know get you closer to burnout and I think Ryan what you said too was really interesting that idea of getting outside your comfort zone. It, it can be so easy when you have a paycheck coming in to just be fine with that and, and not care if your side business is growing and it's just kind of a fun little hobby on the side that makes you a few extra bucks. And, and if that's what you want, I guess that's fine. I think the three of us, the vision for our side businesses was and is that it grow to be something a little bit bigger than just a few extra bucks every month. Um, and, and so I think, yeah, it can be hard to get outside your comfort zone in terms of in, – in a couple of different ways. Like you said, Ryan, like getting outside your comfort zone and telling people that you have a side business can be really awkward sometimes. People will wonder, well, you have a decent job. Why do you waste your time on this silly thing over here? Or, or think, I don't know if you guys have ever experienced that, but I've sort of experienced that from people trying to be polite, but they're kind of like, what are you – why are you wasting your time on this? Oh, that's a nice little project you've got going on, right, is kind of the – or how's your little business doing? People would ask me all the time. And you're just like, don't, just please don't talk about it like that. You know what I mean? So I, I think um, I think there's that getting out of your, outside of your comfort zone, talking to people about it. And then, and then there's also just um, not getting too comfortable with a paycheck. When you're thrown into doing your own business, you're like sort of forced to really be all in. But if you're getting a paycheck from your day job, you can sometimes slack a little on your side business and... Um, and especially if you don't have anyone to keep you accountable. Yeah. I, I mean, I would definitely agree. I think like something we, we've sort of 
danced around a little bit in what all all three of us have said here so far is like this idea of you know sacrifices when it comes to making the time also and I don't know why I'm particularly esoteric today, <laughs> but, but the whole challenge of like, you know, being okay with making sacrifices, like, you know, if you have a family, the reality is, you know, like if, if you want to make real meaningful progress with a side project, like the time does have to come from somewhere and, and the time can't realistically come from your day job in most situations. Um, and so you have to like make the decision to cut back on areas of your life that you don't necessarily want to cut back on, right? Like going out with friends, if that's your thing, um, you know, going for weekend trips all the time, uh, you know, spending quality time with your family, you know, all day, every Saturday and Sunday, maybe those are areas that you, that you're going to have to cut back on. And to be honest, I don't really, I don't, I don't want to be a downer, but I don't really have like a silver bullet for something as as difficult as that challenge because it's also a very unique situation for each and every individual you know for people listening it's like you know your situation you know the stakeholders in your life and you have to work with them to find the times and you know clear the mental space and you know the physical space to actually work on your side project stuff because it's it's not easy in in any one situation I would say a really big part of it is actually being focused because, I mean, another one of my struggles has been other things come up that I want to do. But, you know, I uh, like with Logo Geek, I should always focus on logos, but I know there has been points during uh, the, the last year where I thought, I'd really love to work on an illustration and I kind of want to just put everything on pause and start working on this other thing. So I think a lot of it comes down to, you know, just staying focused and, and not being uh, distracted by, um, you know, things like, I don't know, a film might come out or a TV series or, um, you know, things like Facebook. There's so many things out there that, that can um, cause you to be distracted and, and suck away that time that you could be spending on, on your business. So it comes down to, like Ryan, like Ryan said, um, you know, knowing what you actually want from uh, life at the end of the day. Yeah, because I think what you're sacrificing is also a hobby, maybe. Mm. I mean, I don't know about you guys, but I, uh, while I was working a nine to five and, and also building a side business, I didn't really have a hobby. I mean, I guess my family and, and a couple small things here or there, but like, you know, I know people who their hobby takes up more time sometimes than their job or sometimes more than their family. And, and, um, I, I just didn't have time for that, which I was fine with. My side business was kind of my hobby in, in terms of the hours that it took up during the week. But that, I think that's something you have to be aware of is, you know, you, you better love what you're working on because not only hopefully will you be working on it for a long time, but also you'll be giving up maybe, some other hobbies or interests that you might have. Um, and I think maybe that's what you're getting at, Ian, is like, well, you know, what if you wanted to try hand lettering or illustration or web design or any of these other tangents of design? Well, you might not have time if you're doing a nine to five and building a logo design business. You might not have the extra time to sort of invest in a hobby where you're learning something new. Well, I mean, it's, it's like I said, realistically, within the week, Monday to Friday, there's probably only like two hours free. And, um, you know, there there have been times when it's say, 
I just want to sit down on the sofa and just watch that film, for example. Mm-hmm. And that's basically time that I'm losing that I could be spending on working on, um, you know, a project or, or whatever. And I, I mean, I, I do think it's important to have those times. Well, for, for me anyway, because, you know, I, I enjoy certain TV series, for example. But, you know, it's, it is very, very easy to just lose that time, especially after a long day at work. Um, you know, so things like we've spoken about in the past where, you know, maybe uh spend some time in the, in the morning and work on your projects yeah. you know when when no one else wants to uh you know take any of that time that's probably a good solution for this but uh, yeah i mean for for me i didn't take that approach i was just trying to fit everything you know mainly into my uh you know evenings and weekends um and you you're right i i i guess to some extent when i when i was totally full time uh and working on Logo Geek, I, I didn't really have time for any other hobbies. Logo Geek became my hobby. And, you know, everything that I was kind of interested in, even even all of the books I started to read, is focused around my side business. So, I, I don't know, I, I think that's... I think that's that that's that's interesting to hear that from you, Preston, that you've had the same experience that you basically sacrificed hobbies in order to focus on Milo. Yeah, and I'd say not only hobbies, but I mean, <clears throat> and uh, well, I don't think this is necessarily a good thing, but I but I'll share a story with you. <clears throat> I went, so I started Milo when I was still in college. I had about a year left, and as a senior in college, I um I went on a trip um with a few other students to check out some agencies um at uh in seattle uh washington here in the states and um if you've been to seattle you know that uh there's this famous space needle sort of structure that you can go up to the top of and see all of seattle and it's it's gorgeous well when i was a student i went there and all of all of the students i was with they went to see the space needle and i stayed in my hotel room and worked on Milo. and um i don't love that i did that like i've kind of always regretted that but at the same time like now you know x years later i have this thing that a bunch of those kinds of actions all built up now have have made it possible that I can now work for myself and have more flexible time and if I want to travel to Seattle with my wife now I can like there there's definite advantages that have come but I don't know if I would necessarily I don't know if I could go back in time I probably wouldn't have stayed holed up in my hotel room and made that sacrifice so I guess my question is how do we find the right balance this is one of the challenges I identified how do we find the right balance between like hustling in our free time and avoiding burnout and missing life as it's as it's sort of happening because a side hustle can take a few years to get off the ground and you don't want to miss everything yeah you want to make some sacrifices but you don't want to miss absolutely everything as as your life is happening to you you know just to build this side business what do, i don't know what are you guys thoughts i think you have to just sort of impose like a some sort of balance as, as best as you can. And I, I actually feel like, and this is for me, speaking for me personally, at least, um, I actually feel like I'm never 100% in balance with this. This is something that I still deal with. And maybe this is a common thing that, you know, all people who are working for themselves tend to deal with um, at some degree, at least, where, you know, I, I feel like, yes, I'm making sacrifices. Yes, I'm missing out on some things that, 
um, I wish I could be doing more of like who, who wouldn't want to be out. I'm looking at my window right now and it's like 70 degrees. It's a beautiful day. <laughs> who wouldn't want to be like out, you know, walking around running, like sitting outside at a park. Um, but instead like we're, you know, we're working. And, and that for me has been like a, a common theme to where I feel like, you know, there's never a hundred percent balance, but whenever you notice that one part is sort of out of sync where, you know, maybe you're working too much, you're sacrificing a little too much, you're hearing from your girlfriend, your wife, your husband, your boyfriend, like your kids, like daddy, you know, why aren't we playing more often? Things like that. So I think it's it's a game of self-correction once you, and, and you just have to be hyper aware of which part of your life needs more attention. And I think going back to sort of what we've been talking around this whole episode, like it does sort of all back into, you know, what you want out of life and what the balance is of your side business within that. I'm going to add that it's probably worth um, knowing how much work you can physically do in the time that you have and saying no to, you know, to, to anything that you can't, physically fit in that that you haven't already committed to so uh, i mean in my case i guess my business model is slightly different to yours um but i tend to know how long a project would take and you know once i've allocated that into my calendar i know that i can't technically realistically fit anything else in and and in times in the past where i have struggled and I've ended up, you know, working like my entire weekend, which is, you know, I actually wanted to sit down and chill out, say, um, you know, you, you just need to know that you can't do everything and you just have to start saying to no to things. I mean, I, I, I find that hard because I've always worked in an agency where, you know, when you get account managers and they ask you to do stuff, I pretty much need to do it. Um, but you know, when, when you're working for yourself, to some extent, you can actually, you know, take on an infinite amount of workload, but you, you have to kind of say yes to certain things and, and no to others. And, you know, that yes could be a yes to something personal, say. So if you know that you are going to that party, say, don't book any projects or don't plan to do any work around that. You just need to be, you just need to know what you actually want to do with your time. And I think there's a fine line too between hustling, a fine line between like, I guess what I'm getting at is don't beat yourself up if you need to take some time away to do something. If you need to go to a party, great. If you need to spend some time with your family, great. If you need to binge watch a show on Netflix, like do what you need to do in order to sort of recharge the batteries every once in a while. <clears throat> but there is a definitely a fine line between letting that overtake your free time versus letting your business overtake your free time. It's this interesting added level of work-life balance. It's like you have work-work-life balance almost. It's this weird thing when you're running a side business. And and I think I think what you said, Ian, applies to lots of businesses. I remember uh, at Milo, we tried to launch a membership, uh, like a membership community where you paid a certain fee every month and you got premium content. And... It was going well in terms of subscribers and the community. We had forums. We had premium content. Like, it was actually going really well. Um, but what I realized was I didn't have the bandwidth to manage a community like that while I was only working on the business an hour or two a day. And so I ultimately had to shut it down because I wasn't able to... I, I didn't want to 
keep collecting money without being able to deliver the value to our community members. Now, I, I could do that now because I, I figured out how to sort of build a structure around me so it doesn't all rely on me. But at the time, it was kind of me running the business. And I think that that actually brings me to another challenge that I've identified, which is when, when you're building a side business, a lot of times you don't have a team. It's just you. And so if you get sick for a, for a long amount of time or if, or if there's an accident or something happens or if your boss demands more hours from you at work or you know any number of things that take up more of your time, if you're not careful, your side business can suffer from those other things. And so the, the real challenge is like setting your priorities. And I guess it all, we just keep repeating the same thing. It all comes back to setting your priorities in terms of, you know, where does your side business fall in, in your list of a thousand priorities? And, and, and at what point in your life does it sort of fluctuate and, and go up higher on the list? And when does it go lower on the list? And how do you balance all of that? So for me, that's the, the biggest challenge is, is sort of identifying, you know, moments when your side business might, might have to move down the list versus when you might have to move it back up. And I think that's probably different for everyone too. You know, like it's all, yeah, absolutely. it's all sort of based on your own unique circumstances and, and how things are going too. It's hard yeah. to say when exactly you need to make a shift like that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I don't think we could give like a one size fits all sort of answer to that. Hmm. I'm just thinking it's probably worth taking into consideration that other things will come up and kind of factoring that into your um, diary to some degree. I mean, like I said, you know, say like Monday to Friday, you've got two hour slots each week. I I think it's kind of common sense to not fill all of that time up and make sure to, you know, leave some some time there I, I mean I, I don't know how you guys have dealt with this but how I how I actually did it in the past when when I was totally you know side gigging with Logo Geek what I was doing was just taking on projects when I know that I could and I was actually allocating you know projects into weekends so I might say you know block in one project at that weekend and, and I know that I had that totally free but then I also had the freedom that once that project was done, I could, you know, choose not to take any more on. Like I, I did literally just take on that one project at a time and it made it manageable. And, and if anything did come up, all I needed to do was just move it back a week. I, you know, really had that flexibility in, in my calendar to, to, to be able to do that. Yeah, I think it's good to know yourself. I think it's good to know your your where your capabilities are, what realistically can be happening. I mean, it can be really easy to look at some of these you know, entrepreneurs online who, who are working full time for themselves. I mean, they're putting in 40, 50, 60, 70, 80 hours a week, some of them to, to, to build the thing that they're building. And so you can watch them sort of be growing almost exponentially while your, while your side business is just growing at a nice, steady, but kind of slower pace. It can be a little bit frustrating if you're not careful and if you don't keep it in context. And so um, I think it's good to recognize that a side business is not the same as a full-time business, which sounds so obvious, but but when we're all sort of, when it feels like on the internet, we're all on this playing field together where we're all supposedly equal, but in reality, you're putting in 40 hours a week at another job and you're doing this extra thing. I think it's just good to keep in mind, you know, what's actually realistic and what are the actual scenarios that you're facing versus what other people are facing. I've got another challenge on my list. Um basically uh 
you have a full-time job and and if your employer is aware that you're actually you know side gigging that could potentially become a, a problem or a challenge you know say if you do go into work and you are tired there might be that assumption that you're you know you're pushing yourself too hard in in your free time um i don't know what the solution is for this but you know that that's another potential challenge when you are side gigging that it could potentially become an issue in your day job i love that that's that's a really really good one in fact if you if you want to hear more from us about whether you should tell your boss about your side business or not you can listen to episode seven of season one um where we where we actually answer that question should you tell your boss about your side business i think one way i've gotten around that ian in the past is uh trying to bring as much value attribute as much value in my day job to my side business so if you go back and listen to that episode you'll hear that i i think well i won't give you a spoiler for the whole episode but i i definitely defended the idea of telling your boss that you have a side business part of that reason was because i was able to then like take what i was learning at my day job apply it to my business and vice versa and so i would come in all the time and say hey we tested this thing on my side business let's test it now here we had pretty decent results it's worth investing the money or the time in trying this thing at the day job. And the more you can do that, the more they can see that um, your side business isn't a liability to your employment at that company, but it's an asset. Yeah. And I actually had a very similar experience to to yours, Preston, where like when I was very first starting with my blogging and freelancing stuff on the side, I was working at Creative Live. Um, and I, I sort of disclosed as I actually got that job, I was like, hey, you know, I've got this blog I just sort of started. Um, I take on little freelance projects every now and then. And basically, I, I did whatever I could to weave Creative Live when there was an opportunity to do so, weave Creative Live into content on my blog and, you know, content even on freelance stuff that I was doing if there was a fit for it. And Eventually, as I got to a point where like I was writing for some of the publications like Forbes and Entrepreneur, um, I used a lot of the you know people who came through and taught classes on Creative Live as as sort of content to fuel what I was writing for the publications. So I think that there's probably a pretty fine line between you know blurring the gray area there of like side work, um, you know, and your full time job stuff and. I actually have an example too of when I went into sort of the <laughs> the black area, I guess you could say, um, overstepping the line a little bit where I got this opportunity to do a podcast interview with someone that had like a huge audience and literally the only time that he could record the podcast interview um, that somewhat worked for me was like during my lunchtime and I was at work, um, I had to like go find a conference room that was like sort of out of the way. Um, so, you know, being a little bit sneaky, which is already, you know, not necessarily a good thing. Um, but pulled out my personal computer, brought my mic, set it up in this sort of like out of the way conference room, um, did the podcast interview. And then like immediately afterwards, my boss came and, and talked to me and she was like, Hey, you know, just probing questions, you know, like, what are you doing? What was that for? Was it for your side stuff? Was it for creative live? And, and because I had sort of been so trained at like weaving creative live stuff into my story and into everything that I talk about and try and do, um, I was able to sort of like skate away and say, you know, like this, this was something that happened to benefit both. But I will say like 
they definitely did not like that. And that's not something I ever repeated. So you have to really like know where your management stands on the issue before you start sort of probing that. And I think, you know, you're totally right, Preston. There's there's usually nothing to lose by telling your boss that you have a side project and explaining it and, you know, preparing for that conversation so that you can come to the table and say, like, you know, this is why it's not a conflict of interest. And here's what I'm doing to make sure that it never becomes one and, you know, doesn't bleed over into my day job, things like that. Yeah, I think it can be really helpful to just be completely honest about it, not only from, you know, protecting your, your employment and that sort of direction, but also like, it's just, <clears throat> it's, it's exhausting to be unethical about it. You know what I mean? Like, like I think if, if you have any sort of heart and, and, you know, I believe that most people do, it's just, it's, it's too hard to like be sneaking around all the time and, and, and not, maybe not lying necessarily to your boss, but like not being 100% honest about it. But it is a challenge for sure to find that that balance between how much do I tell them, how much, you know, how much do I share about and, and, and what can I do while I'm on on the premises of my day job, while I'm in the building using their lights and their electricity and and how much shouldn't I? And yeah, it's it's this it's a really, really big challenge to find that that perfect balance. And like most of the stuff we talked about today, it's a it's a very individual case by case sort of situation we, we can't give a one-size-fits-all answer again but but I think Ryan what you pointed out finding that balance and being honest and open with your employer and and then just figuring out with them together I think most employers will appreciate that the fact that you're honest and upfront and you just come to them and say here's what's happening here's why I'm doing it here's why it's not going to be a problem and and if you have any concerns or questions or if anything comes up and you're worried about it, please come talk to me. I'm open to talk about it. I think if you if you don't get defensive about it, that's helpful. You know, there's there's lots of things you can do to sort of ease the tension there that might be. It depends a lot on your employer too. Some of them are super open to it. Some of them are really sh- you know shut off to it, turned off by it. So it just it just depends on your situation, definitely. Yeah, and I would also add in you know get feedback from other people before asking or before talking to direct managers about it. So you know, reviewing your contract to make sure there's not like a specific clause that says, you know, employees cannot operate their own businesses while they work here. Mm -hmm. Um, If that means talking to a lawyer just to make sure you're sort of in the right position before having that conversation, then I always recommend that. Um, And yeah, probing sort of people that currently work at the company, like, you know, figure out if other people have a side project. Um, If so, how have they dealt with it? How has management felt about it? So you have to know your situation. Yeah, I would say I just in general, like not to really do any of your side gigging work whilst you're in your day job, just because like, I mean, Ryan, that, that situation, you you might have winged it, but I can imagine that your boss knew that you was up to something. Oh, totally, <laughs> totally. So I, I just I think it's a really gray that. area. And, um, yeah, I, I, I think... I personally, I would just avoid doing any of your side gig and work whilst you're in, um, whilst you whilst you are meant to be working. You know that nine to five. I mean, you can get away with doing it during your lunch break, using your own um kit. But I I guess it really go it is really down to the actual business itself who you're working for whether they will allow that or not. But I would just personally say in general, I would keep your side gig stuff 
to the evenings and weekends and and try to keep it away from your actual part on your uh your your day job otherwise it's going to you know potentially be be an, an issue at some point and you know if you're finding it's too demanding if you're finding that you have to do more work on your side business in order to grow it or maintain it then maybe it's time to talk to your boss about you know going to part-time or um or or I don't know. There are different options, like working working four days a week for ten hours instead of five days a week for eight hours, and then you get Friday or Wednesday or any any day of the week um, basically off. There there are ways you can sort of get around starting to feel like you have to spend time during the day working on your side business at your job. But I agree with you, Ian. For the most part, I would say stay away from it as much as you can unless it's unless it's very very clear that it's mutually beneficial you know for for both and and even then like that's even even iffy so again i'd say go back and listen to to episode 7 of season 1 which we will obviously link in the show notes of this episode um and, and that'll give you also some great advice on whether whether you should talk to your boss and how to talk to your boss about your side business is there anything else we should add to this conversation today guys I was going to tap tap one little thing um, as you were talking, Preston. I was thinking about like, okay, what about for remote employees who want to have a side project also? Um, mm. Because it's, it becomes a lot easier, right, to abuse the trust if you're supposed to be Absolutely. working like a full time, you know, forty hours a week, whatever. Maybe the company's more deliverables based, and it's kind of like as long as you're keeping up with the projects that you're supposed to deliver and timelines, et cetera, then what you do with your time is more up to you. And I think that that's, that's something where, you know, the, the moral question of how far you allow the line to bleed into side project works becomes more of a challenge. And I think like going back to something that I guess I, I keep saying, <laughs> schedule the time for your side project work and stick to that schedule as much as you can. Yeah. I think what made the biggest difference for my side business was, I think I've mentioned this in previous episodes, was when I ended up getting a job that required me to take the train into the city. And then all of a sudden I had 40 minutes before work and 40 minutes after work that I just knew that's what I was working on. Mm -hmm. Not only did it help keep me sort of more honest because then, you know, if I'm tempted to work on something during my job, I'm like, well, you know, I'll be fine. I'll just do it this afternoon on the train ride home. But it also helped me focus, coming back to that focus idea that you mentioned earlier, Ian, it helped me really focus on like setting aside a certain amount of time every day at the same time when I can when I can focus on building my business. So that's great. Any any last words? Okay, I'll take the silence as a no and we'll wrap this one up. Alright, thanks guys. Great thanks conversation. Thanks guys. And that's the show, folks. Thank you so much for listening. As a quick reminder, we'll be taking a quick break for the holidays, and we'll be back on January 3rd with the last four episodes of Season 2. For more info about today's show, you can visit sidegigshow.com 2.4. And you know what I'd love for Christmas? I'd love an honest rating and review from you on iTunes. Just search Sidegig on iTunes, find the art with the little Milo M in the corner, and let us know what you think. Thanks again to our sponsor, Find Sidegigs where you can get free weekly lists of side hustle job opportunities to boost your side hustle income. You can learn more at sidegigshow.com find. Okay, some of my favorite takeaways from this episode. Running a successful business is as much about having a job and a personal life as it is about having a business. Pace yourself. 
know your strengths and weaknesses, and recognize sometimes your business will have to take a back seat to your day job or your personal life. But at the same time, sometimes your business is going to take precedence. Remember, all the sacrifices you're making now are going to pay off later with extra income, way more flexibility, freedom, or maybe even a full-time business. And that's it from us today. As always, on behalf of Ryan, Ian, and the entire Milo team, thanks for listening, and one more time, happy holidays. We will see you again in 2018.